All praise is due to Allah. I praise Him. I seek His help and I seek His forgiveness. I bear witness there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is Allah's messenger. The best of speech is Allah's speech and the best of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The worst of the affairs are the add-on to the religion. For every add-on to the religion is a heresy. Every heresy is misguidance and every misguidance is in the hellfire. Brothers and sisters, we continue today our learning about patience. Patience with Allah is fulfilled in three main areas. Those areas are, if you remember, patience to obey, patience to abstain from sinful practices, patience in coping with difficulties. There are two more areas related to being patient with Allah. Those areas are patience with the bounties, patience with one another. In today's dhikr, insha'Allah ta'ala, we talk about patience with bounties. Allah's bounties upon us are countless. If you try to take an inventory of all of Allah's bounties, your list will be endless. Allah's bounties upon us are countless. Those bounties empower us to do many things otherwise we cannot do. Those bounties empower us to do good deeds and to do bad deeds. Thus, we have to exert patience in order to handle them appropriately. Patience related to handling Allah's bounties appropriately means to use them in fulfilling religious duties. Limit your use of them to permissible use. Appreciate them and belittle them not. Refrain from developing arrogance upon acquisition of bounties. Loved ones, this definition tells us there are four axioms or principles, if you will, to be impatient with bounties. We start off with the first one. Firstly, patience with bounties means to use them in fulfilling religious duties. There is not a religious duty that you can fulfill without using Allah's bounties. Every religious duty you are required to do, you need to use Allah's bounties to carry out your religious duties. Think about Salah. You cannot do Salah without using Allah's bounties. Think about Zakat. You cannot do your zakat without Allah's bounties. Think of us traveling to Hajj. You cannot travel to Hajj without using Allah's bounties. Every religious duty you need to carry out, you have to use Allah's bounties to carry out your religious duties. 
Allah equipped us with countless blessings and subjected to us the skies and all they contain and the earth and all what it contains to fulfill the honorable, dignified, significant purpose of our creation and that is to worship Him. Using Allah's bounties to meet our religious duties represent exerting patience with Allah's bounties. You might ask yourself why? Because many people have the bounties and they have the religious duties. Nevertheless, they do not use Allah's bounties to carry out their religious duties for a variety of reasons. Laziness, lack of education, lack of patience and that's what we are dealing with so today I would like you to understand that when you use Allah's bounties to carry out your religious duties you are exerting patience with those bounties and if you do not use Allah's bounties to carry out your religious duties that means you are not exerting the patience in handling Allah's bounties secondly Patience with Allah's bounties means to limit your use of them to permissible use. Truly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us to worship Him, but also Allah azza wa jal allowed us to do many permissible things. So you can use Allah's bounties for many other permissible purposes. You can use Allah's bounties to entertain yourself. You can use Allah's bounties to enjoy yourself. You can use Allah's bounties to any permissible purpose. But here where you have to stop. You cannot use Allah's bounties in illegal activities. The best example I can think of goes as follows. Imagine yourself working for a company. The company gives you a company car. Within business hours, you use the company car for business purposes. After business hours, you can use the car for your own personal use. You can drive the car to go to the grocery store. You can drive the car to pick up your child from school and bring him back. You can use the car to take your family to the park. All of that is permissible for you to do. But if God forbid, if a person use his company car to smuggle drugs, if the company finds out about it, this person will be fired. And the car will be taken away from him. Isn't that true? Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us all those bounties to use them to carry out our religious duties. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, due to His generosity, allows us to use His bounties for permissible purposes. But if a person uses Allah's bounties, to carry out illegal activities, haram activities, Allah knows about it for sure. And this bounty might be taken away from the person and he might be fired. Not from the company, but from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
As a matter of fact, there are three usages to Allah's bounties. Use number one is to carry out religious duties. Secondly, permissible use. Thirdly, haram use. I will assign for you some homework in order to assess yourselves in respect to your use of Allah's bounties. Are you ready for your homework? I would like of you to draw a chart. Draw four boxes. In box number one, write bounties. Box number two, write religious duties. In box number three, write permissible use. In box number four, write haram use. Then under the box that says bounties, think of one bounty and write it there. Then think about all the religious duties that this bounty allows you to do and write them all under the box that says religious duties. And then think about all the permissible activities that this bounty allows you to do and write them all under the permissible use. And then think of all the haram activities that you carry out using this bounty. If you find any haram activities that you carry out using this bounty, write it under the box that say haram use. Look at the result before your eyes and you can assess yourself in respect to that specific bounty. Go to another bounty, evaluate your eyes, evaluate your ears, evaluate your hands, evaluate your legs, evaluate your cars, evaluate your homes. That will give you a sense of realization regarding your use of Allah's bounties. Patience with Allah's bounties means to appreciate them and belittle them not. Many of us have accounting problems when it comes to taking inventory of Allah's bounties upon us. We usually look at those who have more than us. We take an accurate and precise inventory of what they have. And then we compare what they have to what we have. After we do this comparison, we lose our appreciation to Allah's bounties. We belittle Allah's bounties upon us. Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, انظروا إلى من أسفل منكم ولا تنظروا إلى من هو فوقكم فهو أجدر ألا تزدروا نعمة الله عليكم Look at those who have less than you and look not at those who have more than you in order to belittle not Allah's bounties upon you we have the tendency to do the exact opposite. We have the tendency to look at those who have more than us. We take inventory of all the bounties that they have. We compare what they have to what we have. And then we lose our sense of appreciation to Allah's bounties upon us. An example of that 
It's like you live in a neighborhood and there is a local grocery store. This local grocery store has been providing you with all what you need for years. And then a big humongous grocery store opens. You go to that big humongous super grocery store. After you view all the products and the commodities that they have, you think in yourself, well, the local grocery store has not been offering me much. Even though this local grocery store has been meeting your needs for a long time. But now, upon entering the big grocery store, you lose your appreciation to the small grocery store. We do the same thing. Allah gives us so many bounties. We like them, we appreciate them. Then we look and take an inventory of somebody who has more than us. Then we look at what we have. We lose our sense of appreciation to Allah's bounties and we belittle them. Brothers and sisters, belittling Allah's bounties upon us represents lack of patience with Allah's bounties. When we look at what other people have, and then we enter into the mode of keeping up with the Jones, we enter into this competition to gain earthly riches. Competition is good. It was mentioned in the Quran. But competition was mentioned in the Quran to compete in doing good deeds. To compete in doing good deeds and acquiring good points. That is the true competition. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَفِي ذَلِكَ Most of you know this ayah. وَفِي ذَلِكَ فَلْيَتَنَافَسِ الْمُتَنَافِسُونَ And in that respect, let the competition among the competitors take place. In the respect of doing good deeds and acquiring good points, let the competition take place. But what we do, unfortunately, we do the exact opposite. We usually look at those who are less devout than us. We look at people that we feel that they are less devout than us in order to feel good about ourselves. Oh, this person only prays the five daily prayers, whereas I pray the five daily prayers and I pray with her. We look at those who do less than us, we look at those who we feel are less devout than us in order to feel good about ourselves. But Allah wants us to look at those who are more devout than us in order to be inspired by their standing to reach to that level. We do the exact opposite. Whereas when it comes to earthly riches, Allah does not want us to look at those who have more than us. Allah wants us to look at those who have less than us in order to be satisfied with what we have. Because no matter what you have, you're going to find somebody who has more than you. Brothers and sisters, Patience with Allah's bounties means to appreciate them and belittle them not. Fourthly, patience with Allah's bounties means to refrain from developing arrogance. There is a danger associated with gaining bounties and earthly riches. 
they affect the inner composition of man so his ego swells and multiplies like cancerous cells. We all know if there are cancerous cells multiplying in us, we might be experiencing a very near death. Likewise, there is a danger associated with gaining bounties and earthly riches. They affect the inner composition of man so his ego swells and multiplies like cancerous cells. Of course, that does not happen to everyone, but it happens to those who do not exert patience to remain humble. A man might be living in an average home, drives an average car, eats average food, takes average vacations, and then gradually or suddenly he acquires great deal of earthly riches. Now he lives in luxurious home. He drives luxurious cars. He eats luxurious food. He takes luxurious vacations. Due to that, if he does not exert patience to remain humble, his ego will swell and his self-esteem will experience inflation. That is arrogance. Patience with Allah's bounties means to remain humble. All what I have said, brothers and sisters, can be extracted from a beautiful hadith. I would like to share it with you. And Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu said, I heard the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, there were three men from the children of Israel. The first one was diseased with leprosy. The second one was hairless. And the third one was blind. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to try them. So he sent an angel to them. The angel came to the man who is diseased with leprosy and said to him, What is the thing that you like the most? He said, A beautiful color and a beautiful skin. Because people are disgusted with me. So the angel wiped on him. So he was given a beautiful color and a beautiful skin. The angel said, What kind of wealth is dearest to you? He said, Camels. So he was given a pregnant camel. And the angel said to him, May Allah put a blessing in it for you. The angel went to the hairless person and told him, What is it you like the most? He said, A beautiful hair because people are disgusted with me. So the angel wiped on him, so he was given a beautiful hair. And then the angel said, What kind of wealth is dearest to you? He said, cows. So he was given a pregnant cow. And the angel said, May Allah put a blessing in it for you. Then the angel went to the blind man, and he said to him, What do you like the most? He said, for Allah to give me my vision back, so I can see the people. So the angel wiped upon him, and Allah gave him his vision. Then the angel said to him, 
what kind of wealth is dearest to you? He said, sheep. So he was given a pregnant sheep. Time passed by, and the person who was given a pregnant camel now has a valley filled with camels. The man that was given a pregnant cow now has a valley filled of cows. And the man who was given a pregnant sheep now has a valley filled of sheep. Then the angel came back to that first man in the shape and an image of a person who is diseased with leprosy. He came to him and said, I am a traveling man. I am stranded. I have no way to finish my journey except by Allah and then by you. I ask you, by the one who gave you your beautiful skin, and the one who gave you your beautiful color, and the one who gave you all of your riches, to give me one camel to finish my journey. The man said, I have many financial obligations. The angel, in the form of a man, said to him, Don't I know you? Weren't you diseased with leprosy and Allah cured you? Weren't you poor and Allah made you rich? He said, flat out lying. He said, no, I inherited all of that from my ancestors. So the angel said to him, if you are lying, may Allah put you back in the same position that you were before. Then the angel went to the second man, appeared to him in the form of a man that has the illness that man had before. He said to him, I am a traveling poor man. I am stranded. I have no means to finish my journey. I ask you by the one who gave you your beautiful hair to give me one cow to finish my journey. The man looked at him and said, I have many financial obligations. I cannot do that for you. The angel said to him, Weren't you hairless before and Allah cured you? Weren't you poor and Allah made you rich? The man said, No. I inherited all of that from my ancestors. The angel in the form of a man said, if you were lying, may Allah put you back in the same position that you were before. And then the angel went to the third man. He appeared to him in the shape of a blind man and said to him, I am a traveling man. I am poor. I am stranded. I have no means to reach my destination except by Allah and then by you. I ask you by the one who gave you your vision to give me one sheep to finish my journey. The man said to him, I was blind and Allah gave me my vision. I was poor and Allah gave me all the searches. So go and select from it everything you want and take it and go away. I will not hold you accountable to anything. At that moment, the angel said, Allah tried all of you. He is happy with you and he is angry 
with your two friends. Interesting story. We have to ask ourselves, is Allah happy with us in respect to how we use Allah's bounties? Or Allah is displeased with us? When it comes to spending for the sake of Allah, do we say, go away, we have many financial obligations, or we spend for the sake of Allah? It's very important, brothers and sisters, to be patient with Allah's bounties. Patience with Allah's bounties means to use them in fulfilling religious duties. Spending for the sake of Allah is a religious duty. Limit your use of them to permissible use. Appreciate them and belittle them not. Refrain from developing arrogance upon acquisition of bounties. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad.